I am Melinda, the host of Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. I am an attorney who put fear aside and dove headfirst into doing the work to become sober. Have you also let fear hold you back from becoming sober? Have you been worried that becoming sober will affect your career or just your everyday life? Or are you already sober and just want to listen to another professional sober woman navigate through sobriety and share stories and advice learned along the way? If so, this is the podcast for you. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite mocktail and let's get to work. Welcome to another episode of Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. Today, I want to talk about a real life trigger that happened to me this week involving networking for work and happy hours. This week, I attended virtually what's called a CLE, Continuing Legal Education, class, uh, essentially for attorneys to ensure that we have keep our license. We have to take a certain amount of courses per year on different topics that allow us to keep our license when we have to renew it every couple of years. So these are required. I went to a virtual CLE that talked about women in the Bar Association and women lawyers and women judges. And one thing that was interesting was in CL, the CLE, they really talked about the importance of networking. They talked about how networking is how you create opportunities for yourself. Networking is what allows people to recognize you and how you get your name out there. And really how, you know, not only is it how you perform at work, but networking is crucial in promoting your professional reputation getting to meet other attorneys and judges and professionals that you probably are not necessarily would interact with daily and ways for you to create connections that will advance your career. And one thing that I found really disheartening during this CLE is when they were talking a lot about how really stressing the importance of networking. And they were talking about how a local bar association throws regular pop-up happy hours and stressing the importance of attending these pop-up happy hours in order to promote your career. And that's really vital if you ever want to advance yourself or run for political position as an attorney. And that really got me thinking. And it really upset me because it wasn't as if they said, oh, we throw, we do pop-up happy hours. We do pop-up seminars. We do pop-up coffee hours. It was, we do pop-up happy hours. The sole mention was happy hours. And there was no mention of anything else. And where do happy hours occur? We know where they occur. They occur in a bar. They don't occur usually in a neutral location. And as somebody who struggles with alcohol, going to a bar sometimes can be a very stressful situation, especially when you're going to a bar, not with people that you're comfortable with necessarily, but with people that you might not know when you're trying to talk to people that you don't know and get to social and to network with people that it's kind of uncomfortable to be in a bar happy hour situation and not have an alcoholic drink in your hand. That can create a little bit of anxiety. And it really was disheartening because one of my fears before I came sober was, wow, how is not drinking going to affect my career? And here, without saying it directly, but really indirectly saying that you need to network if you really want to make a name for yourself. You need to be involved in these events if you want to advance your career. And the what events are they promoting? 
pop-up happy hours. So that was very tough for me. And one of the things that I found in my research and starting these podcasts is really diving into drinking in the legal profession. And it's not a secret that the legal profession has one of the highest rates of alcohol abuse. In fact, one in five attorneys have an issue with alcohol abuse, which is twice the national average. And one study that I read was done by the American Bar Association in collaboration with the Hazelden Betty Ford Foundation. And the results were really eye-opening. While I knew that the legal profession carried a higher issue with alcoholism, especially because of the unfortunate nature of like the high stress of it, the profession and the daily tolls that the profession does take on you, reading this study was very eye-opening. It stated that 20.6% of licensed employed attorneys showed signs of problematic drinking compared to just 11.8% of the total workforce with same level of educational attainment. The study also showed that all the issues that attorneys do have with their disciplinary, so when they get in trouble as an attorney, 40 to 70% of disciplinary proceedings and malpractice actions involved issues of substance abuse. And also the study showed that nearly 40% of women in the legal profession struggle with problematic drinking compared with 19% of women of the general public. If those statistics don't make you pause, I don't know what will. And it's really disheartening for me to see that these numbers are so high. And what are people doing? What are other local bar associations doing? They're encouraging networking by promoting happy hours, by promoting drinking of something that is a huge issue in that profession. The study also showed that 28% reported attorneys experienced mild or higher levels of depression. And it also, anxiety affects 61% of attorneys at some point in their career. And it's no secret. It is absolutely no secret that drinking increases your depression. It makes it worse. And it also increases your anxiety. So here we have a situation where we have a profession that is well-known for having issues of alcohol abuse or issues with problematic drinking. And the way to network is by happy hours. And what's really staggering and really sad is that this isn't just the legal profession. There are also studies that show that professional careers, such as careers in law enforcement in general, careers in the medical practice, particularly surgeons, but also careers in real estate and all different professions have a higher issue of alcoholism and issues with problematic drinking. And if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what does. But I think that the hardest part that really hit home for me was that the biggest issue when they interviewed and they took did this study was that the biggest problem is that people who rec attorneys who recognized that they had issues with addiction were afraid to get treatment. They were pr- afraid to ask for help because they really believed that admitting they had a problem and addressing that problem ruined their image, career, or both. And this would lead them to lie to their family their friends, their coworkers, and their bosses. That really hurt me to read that. And it also kind of affirmed what I went through. I was afraid. I was terrified of what it would mean if I came out and said, I'm struggling 
I am downright struggling. I have an issue and I'm afraid. I don't know who to turn to. I don't know who to talk to. And the last thing I want is to affect my career because at that point in time, my career was the one steady thing that I knew that I was good at. I felt like I was failing at home. I felt like I was failing my my friends. I was failing my personal life. I was failing myself. My career was the one area that I felt that I had the most control over was how I showed up at work and how I performed. So the absolute fear that me getting help for something that could potentially save my life would ruin the one thing I felt that I had prevented me. And to hear and to read a study by the American Bar Association that so many other attorneys are in the same boat as me just reaffirms why I'm making this podcast. It reaffirms that I want people to know. I want attorneys to know. I want doctors to know. I want everybody, doesn't matter what your profession is, to know that you are not alone and that getting help is the best thing. While I was afraid that it would ruin my career, did it ruin my career? No, it did not ruin my career. Well, I thought at the time that I was showing up my best and that the one thing I had that I was still good at was my job. I'm even better at my job now. I'm even better because the rest of my life is not falling apart. When I have a balanced, I don't want to say that, when I have a well-sustained home life, when I have a consistent routine and habits of working out and taking care of myself and my mental health is better than it's been in years, I show up better at my work. So I wanted to make this episode because, you know, I ended that CLE last week really just disheartened because I want us to do better. I want us to be better because of that room of attorneys, and I'm not even counting how many people are on Zoom because I didn't even know people were on Zoom, but there was over a hundred attorneys in that room that I could see while watching it on Zoom. And if one in five of those attorneys have an issue with drinking, a problem with drinking, then that means that 20% of the people in that room have an issue with drinking. And here they're being told that the way to advance their career, to be better and to get to know other attorneys and to get your name out there and to be better known and be better, quite frankly, respected, is to make sure that you go to pop-up happy hours. And that to me is not okay. So I hope this episode can at least resonate with some people and know that they're not alone. And I hope that someone does hear this, that will maybe bring back to the Bar Association different ideas. How about it's time for pop-up coffee hour? Thank you so much for listening to Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. Did you like the conversation and what you heard and want to hear more? Well, make sure to subscribe and follow Women's Work, A Sober Perspective. But also, if you have any ideas of future episodes, please email podcastwomenswork at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you.